I don't have any followers. Neither do I. I have some followers. Have to have a fan club. You have to create a fan club. Did you know I had a fan club? What? In high school. That picture right there oh my is my yearbook photo from when I had a fan club <laughs> 25 years ago. All right. <laughs> we should be recording right now. That is, that's good stuff. Yeah, I actually started recording a minute ago. Okay, that's good. <laughs> because it's it's the off-record stuff that is good stuff. I went through most of my high school going, I, I was an unknown. Nobody knew who I was. And I, uh, as soon as I had any bit of exposure on our daily uh, news broadcast system, people started to identify me like on campus. Yeah. And uh, and I totally exploited that. And I made a fan club and it, we got yearbook picture and had oh, meetings and stuff. Oh, my gosh. So um, what year did you become... High school famous. Yeah, high school famous, uh, 97. Okay. Okay, so I think I became high school famous because I, I did GBTV. Really? In 2007. With Yes. How cool is that? So I was in his class, and by the time I was a senior, I was famous around school for being that one girl on GBTV. How about that? <laughs> Welcome to the Exploring Podcast. My name is Corin Young, and I'm joined today by a friend of mine we've known for 12 years. I guess we'll talk about our experience with that as well. She is a Santa Clarita native, a mom of three, multimedia artist, a bodybuilder, and she is a millennial who looks like a Gen Zer, which is quite a <laughs> gift. And uh, I'd love to really welcome my friend, Emerald Phoenix. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm excited to be here. Felt like I was walking into the metaverse when I walked through the door. Yeah, it does feel grand. a little uh, like you're on a spaceship or something. Somebody, I, mm -hmm. I had an, an older uh, woman uh, that I used to work with at the senior center. Uh, I heard her describe the studio and the, the other part of it. She's like, it's like you're walking to Star Trek. Yes, so, it's exactly uh, that, that feeling. That's kind of cool. I love it. So we actually met uh, 12 years ago when we were working on a, uh, at the time it was a short film that turned into a short film trilogy that turned into a feature film called Swine. Yes. Now, now known as uh, Warpath of the Defiant. We've renamed it. Wow. Okay. But uh, yeah, your, your, uh, your mom was uh, one of our, our leads in the very first chapter. And then, you know, you were in it. I was in, I was an extra. Oh, you no, you were, you were awesome. Um, I got to meet you there. Yeah. I connected with you. Now we're here today. So yeah, we are. And nothing it's, is in vain. And, and what's changed over the last 12 years? I feel like nothing and everything <laughs> yes. for, for me. So um, is I want to say it's my mom's fault, by the way, that that whole movie got started because she was sitting in the room with Daniel and they were students together and they were both talking about what would you really do with your life if you could make your dreams come true? And then Daniel said... I would be a director and I would make this film come to life. And then my mom said, well, I would be an actress. And then that's how she got in his film. And that's why it all happened. It's I my did, mom's fault. I did hear that. She Love would, you, mom. She would say, she said <laughs> I wanted to be an actress. That was like her first acting role or something, right? Yeah. And uh, by the time we finished that feature film, it was five years in the making. And we had over 100 people on the cast and crew, wow. so many locations, thousands of hours. We were at Comic-Con several times. We sold T-shirts. We sold DVDs. Um, I had no idea. What you an guys adventure! Went all out. What an adventure! Yeah, it really was, and it's so funny to to know that your mom was was uh, responsible 
for for that whole thing. The little motivational factors. It really is. You know? I mean, especially since that whole class was like, what would you do if if you could do something? You know, like live your dream. Yeah. Uh, so I have these things called pod decks. They're uh, conversation starters. Just tons of uh, questions on here. Awesome. And so I'm going to ask you a question that I don't know what it is. And uh, the question I have for you is what I learned about myself this quarter. So I'm asking you what you learned about yourself this quarter. Ah, okay. I learned that I'm a lot more self-aware than I believed for myself to be. How does that make any sense? So I'm a very, very creative person and I go through fluctuations of like, like there's, there's peaks of creativity, which, um, I'll just be honest. I was diagnosed with a form of bipolar, bipolar two. And so there's hypomania and depressive states. So what happens with me when I get into one of these quote manic episodes is that I get highly creative and I just, I have a flood of ideas and, and things that I want to do and accomplish. And sometimes I'll start projects and then after that state kind of goes away, it's like, what the heck happened? I started five businesses and none of them are going well. Like, that's how it feels. Wow, I can't imagine that. Now, that is so, <laughs> so unbelievably relatable. I can't even tell you. So um, I'm, I'm glad I'm sharing. I'm kind of nervous because I've never really painted with words what it's like to go through these ups and downs of the way my brain works. And I know there's others out there like me who are creative, like Van Gogh. He'd paint things and he had a perception of the world. He was having a hard time with social engagements. And he had his struggle with finding sanity. He cut his ear off because everything was so loud. And he was hypersensitive to everything around him. At least that's what I perceive. Yeah, I think you're right, but... I feel like cutting your ear off wouldn't help. You'd still hear everything. You just wouldn't have that funnel that helps you figure right. out where the sound's coming from. But he didn't know that. No. Um, and so there, that just says there's like, you know, there's something beyond our brain. There's something beyond. And that's what our mind is. You know, we're components of mind, body, spirit. And, and we can get into talking about that. But this is what I learned about myself is that I'm more self-aware. I am more capable of overcoming what I believed to be negative traits about myself, and now I see them as positive. And so I can tap into them and use that energy, manic energy have you, and use it for creativity and to make a note to myself that I must do projects that are not big projects but are small, obtainable projects that I can accomplish things. You know, it's crazy to think that when I met you, I, I I thought you were a little girl. I mean, you kind of were and still are. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> y- you know, I got a baby face. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're you're in your 30s now, so you were in your 20s then. Mm-hmm. And to see how you've grown, both like to to deal with like your mental health and your physical health, like you are, you are literally a bodybuilder, like yes. c- competitively. Yeah, and um, and that's something that. I, I think is awesome because my fitness journey has been like, I, I've started many times to just like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. And then like, I stopped going to the gym. And then I was like, I've had a gym membership for 18 years. And in the last three years I went, well, 
up until recently, I went zero times. And I started up again like three weeks ago. And That's I'm awesome. really excited because it's, it's actually like I feel motivated. Like I want to hit a goal like in a few months. Yeah. Like get my summer body by the by the fall, I guess. I love and, it. And uh, it's California. And, and then who knows, you know, <laughs> after that, if maybe I'll keep it going. Like if I start to see results, but I've never seen that. And to see the results that you've gotten recently is really impressive. Like, I wish I, I wish I had abs. Oh, <laughs> you've, you've got <laughs> some killer abs. Oh, thank you. And I didn't think I could ever get abs because I have an umbilical hernia, which I am hoping to get repaired soon. Um, it causes me pain, which is the problem recently. It's oh, like it hurts. They should totally. So take I need care to fix it. that. What kind of hernia um, is it? Uh, it's an umbilical hernia. That's the the name of it. Yeah. Uh, so. So. Slightly off topic, but also on topic. Yeah. There's a song by Weird Al Yankovic called Living with a Hernia. <laughs> and he talks about all these different types of hernias. And from what I've seen. I love Weird Al. Pe people say, you know what? I learned more from that song than I ever did from my doctor. <laughs> and so I'm recommending that song to you. He's a good lyricist. He, brilliant. I actually write songs over other people's melodies to write my own music as parodies or just like uh, to start writing my own songs that's a good idea yeah because as long as you have the rhythm of the syllables of the music going together mm -hmm. that's how pop is so popular it's because everything is like don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me yeah like by da, the way da, 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 da. Da, da. Like there's rhythm in that. That came from Sir Mix a lot before the Pussycat Dolls did it. <gasps> wow. He he did a song. I don't know called, who that is. I'm so he's, young. He's the guy that did Baby Got Back. Okay. Y you know that one, right? That makes sense. So he, he did a song called Swass. Don't you wish your boyfriend was swass like me? <laughs> and I'm not sure what swass if it's like yeah, so contraction of sweaty ass or if it's what, but <laughs> or if it. I will never think of it the same way again. Um, Do you know it is something else, swass? So us? No. No. Okay. Yeah. But but yeah. It's it's if I guess if once you know that you can you can write stuff. But but I want I want to hear more about the, this bodybuilding journey. Okay. Yes. Um, like what made you even want to get into that? Okay. So one night I was on Instagram and I was like, I don't know. I was bored. I couldn't sleep. I was probably angry at the ex. God bless his soul. Um. I was scrolling and then I found this guy named Nunzi in Vancouver and he was in these white shorts and he had a long beard and he had this 80s headband and he was rocking it and he was <laughs> up in the gym like it was a club on Friday night. Like he had a DJ going and I was like, this is it. That spoke like, to you. It spoke to me in my gut. I was like. I'm going to get fit. And he's like, you don't need a gym. We're going to go right now. And then I was like, yeah. And I had my, you know, flabby baby body. And I was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to get fit. Is and this then, right after you had a baby? Yeah. So then I, I was like determined. I was like, I'm going to get fit. And, um, you know, uh, I met someone and, and he's been an influential person in, in my physical bodybuilding and brain development. And I say brain development because the brain is the one organ that never stops growing. It never stops developing until you die. Weird. It's cool. It's like the one organ that even if it's experienced damage, if you've experienced addiction and you think, oh, I've destroyed my brain, you know, there's no hope for me. Actually, there is. You can retrain it. You can like, re rebuild all that stuff? You can rebuild it. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so 
we have just begun to harness this power, this knowledge that like, yes, we can retrain our brain and we can just take one addiction, have you, and replace it with another pet paternal, you know, healthy rhythm in our life. So it's no longer about like, oh, I just got to say no to this. It's like, no, and this, like pivot, right? pivot, you know, Um, that's an important word too. Like my cousin came out with a book and I'll give her a shout out. Her name's Kristen Boss. And she just wrote a book called Pivot to Purpose. She talks about this. You've got to pivot to a purpose. Like if you have, if there's something in your life, like me, it was just like, you know, my mental was kind of all over the place and, and I had, I was not living with purpose, like determining what is my goal? What's my destination? Not living with a destination is like, you know, just wandering everywhere. So like pivoting to purpose, okay, I'm going to land this goal. I'm going to get fit and that's my goal. And then going forward, like, you know, that, that it's very simple to shift into that, but it's powerful. It's simple. It, it's so simple. It's stupid. I never thought about doing that as an adult with myself. I know that like with yeah. a kid, if a kid says, hey, can I have candy? Rather than just saying no, if you say, why don't we go get an apple? Yes. Like you, you say, you know, no, but or no and. No, like my, my son, he's like high sensory seeking child. Always wants sour and spicy, like Takis and sour candy. My kind of kid, so what is our alternative? We put tahine on everything. He puts tahine on everything. Um, so that's that healthy alternative. Like, yeah. um, So with fitness, bodybuilding, my journey, and I know I'm kind of trailing off, but um, I have had some influential people in my life. I've had a trainer. I've had a couple of trainers who've worked with me with the mental and the spiritual and the physical and they all tie together. Um, but the bodybuilding came around when I was following one of my friends on Instagram. Again, Instagram. Um, found a local uh, fitness influencer who was posting about Muscle Beach. And I was like, cool, I'll do this. Because, like, you know, I've been living under a rock as a mom. So I'm like, it's close by. I'll do that. Not realizing some people plan for these events, like, and they've been bodybuilding for nine years. And how long did you give yourself to do this? Like, six months. Okay. You can get some good results, I guess, in six months, but... And granted, I had, like, been working out, but I really just pushed into gear when I was like, I'm doing this. And it was like, as soon as I signed up, I had a sponsor come on board to give me some natural supplements, which I don't really... I don't really focus on those. It's about like 80% is it's 80% what you eat and 20% workout. Yep. That's the ratio. Um, so it's all about the food, but I had, um, you know, some jewelry, um, sponsorships and, and I'm still looking to sponsor with more people who have a heart for whole, 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 what's the word? Mind, soul, body, wealth. Yeah. I meant health, but yeah. <laughs> it came out as wealth. Mind, soul, body, wealth. Let's just call it that. Sure. Because that's what it is. When you're healthy, you're wealthy. So you're going back. You're going to do another competition. Yes. So I have another one coming up. When? On September 5th. 
Labor Day weekend. And this time I'm actually going to be singing because what I I'm a vocalist. So I sent I sent the leader, uh, I sent the CEO a message. I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you have anyone singing the national anthem. Um, I could send you a recording. And so I originally sent that for the 4th of July. I wasn't able to make that event mm-hmm. due to my health. But um, he's like, we have someone for the 4th, but we can open the stage for you on September 5th. So I was like. Oh, cool. Just because you asked. And you're yes. going to be up there competing and flexing and all that. Yeah. This time I'll be doing the uh, the vintage category. Oh, that's which awesome. It's a little bit more fun with the creativity of outfits. It's like a one-piece suit. That's like pinup style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, it it's a whole different category. So they're, you know, doing all these cutesy poses. But I'm still going to go for the, like, you know, we did it Yeah. pose category. That you know? Rosie the Riveter. Yes. Like, we did it. That's really we cool. Are doing I this. can see you in that yeah. in that style. So that's really I'll cool. Be very, I'll be very strategic about like everything that I wear because it's like now is the time to put a lot of effort into personal appearance when we go and do things in the public eye because everyone is following everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can see now how uh, how much. Instagram has uh, been a major influence in your life. Just everybody can be paparazzi for you. If you just like say, hey, 20 friends, which I'm thinking about doing this for fun, just like calling up 20 of my friends and be like, hey, I'm going to buy lunch for everybody if you can come out to my show. And I just want a gang of people out there cheering me on because it's going to feel great. And then I'm going to support you and you support me and just kind of like what, what you created your fan club in high school. Yeah. It helps bring momentum. Like if, and we have to believe in each other as creators. Like, and what a good idea buying lunch know? too. Yeah. Now they don't know that it's going to be like a uh, low cost. <laughs> it's going to be like bird seed and whatever the heck you have to eat to prepare. I'm going to bring sunflower <laughs> seeds and that's it. How about some of these? What is that? Pistachios. So is that healthy? This is a really good snack because it's good, good fats. Okay. See, so yeah. Good fats. So I, I mentioned to you that that I've been like working out for the last couple of weeks. I've yeah. been doing like my fitness pal, and I've done okay, that a few good. times. By the way, my, in, in the last, I'm not good at years, logging my food. By the way, do you do you use it. my fitness pal or any of those apps? I do, but I'm just not good at logging everything. I'm lazy at it. I'm, I'm pretty disciplined with that now, and if it says I got to keep my calories at this amount, I've done that several times, That's and my good. and my weight has fluctuated like within the course of six months. I can gain forty pounds yeah. or lose forty pounds. Like it's uh, it, losing is a little harder to be honest. But like when I've tried to gain weight, I was taking like mass gainer, and I've that worked. But I I just ended up getting fat because I didn't I didn't work out. But I can keep my calories at the right amount. But what I never looked at before was the macros, and that is a real struggle oh, for yeah. me. Not so much. I, I think it's because all the foods that I love, and I, I some people love eating bread and all that stuff. I'm not big on that, but the things that I do eat, I feel like everything is really carb heavy. And if I'm trying to keep my carbs at like 35% uh, every day, my carbs have been probably like 80% of my diet. And so keeping carbs down is tough, but the harder thing for me is keeping protein up. How do you get Same. so much protein? Okay, um, so... It's it's a struggle for me to eat enough food. 
if that makes sense. Because I'm so I busy, do. I'm on the run. And now my metabolism is just, it's so fast. So I i hate cooking chicken. This is something that I'm like getting over. <laughs> but chicken's the best way to get your protein. I love um, it. yeah. And air fry everything. Like if you don't have an air fryer, it just, it helps save you so much time. Like you can pop everything in there and then it's done. Yeah, I love the air um, fryer. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to Air Fryer Squire. What is that? It's a channel about <laughs> air fried food and how you can. A YouTube channel? Look like me. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I promise. Yeah. Well, my secret is I go to Costco and I spend five bucks on that rotisserie chicken. Oh, and that's I great. I tear it into like a hundred yes. pieces and I eat that for a week. Yes. I, and then food prep wise, like you can do that and then you can freeze your chicken. That helps. And then you can like reheat stuff. Um, I'm learning how to food prep, but getting back to protein, um, broccoli is high in protein, um, chicken, fish, eat fish all the time, um, yogurts, yogurts I can I'm do. always fish, eating yeah. yogurts, um, and then I have some protein powders that I use uh, just to supplement, um, I like to find the ones that are like plant-based and you know all natural i don't like adding fluff to anything um so protein wise peanuts walnuts like all all nuts are really good you know if you're trying to keep your fat loads you stay away from like walnuts cashews are pretty good yeah with pistachios yeah i like all that stuff so we've spoken a lot about your physical health but you because you're into the holistic, you know, the the mental and the spiritual yes. as well. Can we talk about some of that stuff in your life? Yeah, it's important. Um, it's all connected. You know, if something down here is off balance in your gut or in your body, if you have physical pain, it's going to affect your mental. If something in your mental is off, it can affect your physical. Um, and I have been a patient of mental health. I've been treated for mental health. I've gotten results from treatment. Um, I just want to say it's important to bring it into a positive light because there's still a stigma attached and media has done a disservice to those like me who've been a patient because like we're, you know, like there's, there's a joke that you know, we call the mental hospital the loony bin. Mm -hmm. You know, we got tossed in the loony bin. Um, and I have to laugh because you just see all walks of life there. You know, when I was in, when I was being treated at a center, one of the fellow patients was a nurse. Two fellow patients were nurses. And, oh, I, and there was, of course, yeah. you know, someone who was, struggling to find housing and they lost a limb because they weren't accepted to a place when they were suicidal and then they tried to commit and then they survived and now they're here to help the rest of the world not commit suicide anymore like we have people who have hearts to serve and want to give and we and our our People end up in the mental facilities because they are not getting the help they need soon enough. 
like it's pre- it's preventative health care you know to go and get admitted like and, and it's it's not easy to talk about so i'm like oh man I should just keep this to myself. Like, yeah, if I'm putting you on the spot or asking it's questions okay. that you don't want to no, talk about, um, there's not enough stories out there of 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 the good that's happening, you know. And there were some bad things that happened while I was there. I will say that I don't want to go into detail, but there's room for improvement, and there's also good things happening. Um, but what is curing the most and what is helping the most, by my observation, is creativity in an art environment that is safe for people to express themselves. Yeah. Within the context of I was getting mental help. That was the environment in, in the room with the crayons and, you know, we're all making art projects and unifying and listening to classical music. Like that was the place where people healed the most. Is that what got you back into art? Always. Because art is healing. Art is power. You know, music is power. You can start a song off like really on a low melodramatic note and then end on a very uplifting scale. You know, like music can bring people from a bad place to a good place very quickly. Yeah. And and so am I classically trained? No. I didn't afford to go to music school or art school, um, but I found all the tools that I could acquire to help communicate. And, and like this podcast is actually a very, very powerful tool. If you understand that we can have the capacity to reach millions of people. Yeah, well, maybe by sitting n- in your garage. Maybe not this podcast, <laughs> but, but maybe both of my listeners can share it with a friend. Yeah, and uh, you never and, know. And we'll, and we'll get to that to that million followers. Uh, now, with, with your art, and I know you're you're a painter, you're a musician, and uh, you know, vocalist. Like you do all kinds of of different art. Uh, can I ask you, like, what what are the different things that you're doing? How are you being artistically expressive these days? So I, I enjoy painting on canvas and lately my favorite medium is collage art, Okay, which is taking other people's art and mashing it together. And that's like a visual art that is like expressing collaboration between, you know, different artists. Um, I love doing that with people. So my passion for production is like, that's my favorite thing to do. I haven't done that in a while, but I love like getting people together, assessing their gifts and talents and like putting a team together and doing things. And the struggle is finding the money. Yeah. That's always the struggle. <laughs> finding the funding. How do we find the funding? Same thing, same thing with the uh, filmmaking. But yeah. it's interesting that you said that, uh, that you see collage artwork where you take someone else's art and just cut it out of a magazine mm-hmm. and put it in your own. And and as a collaboration between you and that artist, but I guess that's similar to if you're a musician, it's taking someone else's song and sampling it and like remixing it and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's very so. much a collaboration, even if the other artist doesn't know you did that. Right. And um, I'm I'm striving to find musicians who have music, but they have no lyrics on it or they have oh, they're a project. Out there for sure. And, so I'm starting that journey to find and collaborate because why make something new if there's already something beautiful out there that I can just 
put something on top of it. You know what I saw recently? There's there's a guy, I don't remember his name, but um, his songs have gone mega viral on hmm. TikTok, right? Like I'm talking about like hundreds of millions yeah. of, of streams and views. And that gets him purchases on iTunes and on Spotify. And what he's done, he's also, um, he writes lyrics, but he doesn't do his own music. And so he'll go on to these sites where people create music and then they sell the, the tracks and buys the track, you know, 50 bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. Yeah. And he's made a fortune because he's he picks good music and wow. does the lyrics for him. And he's he, nobody shames him and says, that's not your song. You're you know stealing someone else's song. It's not stealing. They they wrote the song. They put it up there. And a lot of times it's even like a non-exclusive agreement. It's just like he licensed a song. You know, like that's relatively cheap or you can get exclusive rights to it. Yeah. But, you know, you do have options for that that, are, that w won't break the bank. What's what's amazing about music now and I'm thinking of the NFT technology. Um, musicians now have the power to be their own producers and to be their own record labels. They no longer have to rely on the centralized, you know, like Capitol Records or, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's the only one I can think of right now. Um, we don't have to rely on those big house people to put out amazing, amazing sound. Right. We can be our own banking system. We can be our own producer, producing house. We can be our own agent. Um, and that's, I guess, where we can talk about NFT technology because we can do that through blockchain yes so um since uh i had emily adele on the podcast a couple she months ago she was amazing by the way uh she was she, she was she taught me yeah. a lot too and i have since gotten into cryptocurrencies i bought bitcoin i bought ethereum i bought uh cardano and solana and dogecoin and shiba inu okay. and i feel like i and uh yeah it was a matic like i there's a bunch of them that i that i've invested in and in the last few months, it's tanked. It's all tanked. I've lost like half the value and it hurts. Oh, but I yeah. still feel like it's the future. And I, and I watch a lot of videos. My, my brother Sean sends me videos from, from both sides, from people like Peter Schiff that say yes. that uh, cryptocurrency is a big scam. It doesn't mean anything while things like gold have actual value. And then there's other people that show you that like, no, this is absolutely the future. And like people don't know it yet, but we're still early in the early stages of it. Right. And, it is and, so young. It's like uh, an infancy stage, I would call it. Uh, maybe even like we're in the embryo stage of developing the comprehension of what what is the blockchain? Yes, yeah, I still don't get that. I don't get. You know, I, I I've invested in cryptocurrency, but I yeah. don't understand blockchain. Okay. I still don't understand what the heck an NFT is. I don't have any so of those. Can I teach you? Yes. I have this little bag of tricks over here. <laughs> Show me your bag of tricks. All right. So this is for you. This is a gift. We're going to pretend this is an NFT, and I'm going to pass it to you. And as soon as you put it in your hand, you own it forever, okay? Okay. Ding. Thank you. But this is a real, real. This, this is, is a, a piece of physical. Art. Did you paint this? I did. It's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, so, so, but this is a... Actual. That's an actual piece of art. I, I feel like I'm using offensive terminology when I call something a real art or oh, actual no. art. But this is, okay. this is like a physical, tangible painting. Yes. This is not an NFT. 
It is not an NFT, but this is the analogy I would like to use so you can understand what an NFT is. Okay. These are blocks. They are blocks. Stolen from my kids. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, the blockchain is like a big cloud of information. Mm-hmm. All right. So Corin opens or Corin uh, has a wallet information seed phrase, which locks the blockchain wallet. Is that like the 12 word also phrase? Yes. Okay. I never so, understood all that. When you get your crypto wallet, this is just an example. The blockchain cloud makes a record. Boop. The blockchain knows you have a wallet. I have a wallet. With and uh, seed phrase, whatever those 12 words are. And I don't make those words up, right? No, it's it comes to you randomly. And, so, and they don't make sense in a sentence. It's just 12 no, random words. And you have to write them down or then your wallet will be lost forever. Yeah, that sucks. So you have to write the 12 words down. Once your 12 words are given, boop, there's another block of information on the cloud that there's a record that you've been given your seed phrase but no nobody can look at this and see what my seed phrase is nobody ever knows that you have it and nobody knows who you are except for you okay so there's a code that you own that nobody else owns and you own a part of the internet okay so and nobody else can claim that they own it nobody can claim it Okay, because that's a record. That yes, I, that, and it's a record. It's not a record that I own it. It's a, rain, it's a record that whoever has these 12 words yes. owns it. Okay. Yeah. So it's encrypted to you okay. with whatever code established you in the blockchain. Okay. So every time there's a transaction, Corin sends five Cardano to Emerald Phoenix. Boop. I was feeling very generous. <laughs> and so... So then there's a record okay. of these blocks and they go in a chain together and there's millions of them. And, and this whole system is held together by thousands and thousands of computers around the world. That are owned by whom? Everyone. So nobody owns the blockchain. It is not owned by anyone. So is part of it on, on you know Jacob's home computer? Whatever computers are building it are con- connected to the network. Okay. Does that make sense? So if, if the part that has my block, like if that guy shuts off his computer, am I screwed? No, because it's upheld by all the other computers. Okay, so they're all doing the same. Yes, okay. they're all building this network, the, the giant the, blockchain it's, So it's redundant. And, okay. Yeah, um, so... But it's it's peer to peer reviewed, so you can look in the logbooks online to see every transaction that has ever happened. You okay. can see them for yourself, and and there are many websites where you can watch the transactions as they occur. Can somebody look me up and see everything that I've no. ever bought and sold? No, because you're protected and you are just in there like a long set of numbers. Can the government? Nope. Okay. You're fully protected. Okay. It's a system of itself that's completely decentralized and no one can control it. But it's completely, you You can use it for many 
applications like giving people identification cards. NFTs can provide people with identification, like in these countries where where there are undocumented citizens. Those mm. citizens can now have documentation through the blockchain network, and they can have a record of their income and finances. So it's not just cryptocurrency. There's other mm -hmm. applications for yes. blockchain technology. We could, we could sell movie tickets. We can sell concert tickets. We can take the power away from people like, Ticketmaster, who would like to purchase them from the artists and, you know, raise the prices yeah, mark them and up 500%. make it difficult for the average person to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I want to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Me too. But I can't afford it. Yeah. It's sad. I want to go to Kenny Chesney concert, but I can't afford that either. Yeah, you can go to that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good so, too. So, um, so cryptocurrency... How, how we can help kids is we can provide what is called um, crypto vouchers. We can start rewarding children for their good behavior instead of just reprimanding them for their bad behavior. We can give grown-ups very good valuable things for doing good works like hey you lost five pounds here's some cryptocurrency and this that this actually, is just a representation that, but that that's that's real money then right like you're you're paying real money to kids and to adults mm -hmm. okay so it's, it's the equivalent of like having like a a stack of one dollar bills and you're just like hey here you go yeah so we can develop our own currencies i'm about to i'm about to Launch my own currency. You're creating your own coin? I am. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it just yet, but it's going to be rewarding people for working out and meeting their fitness goals. No kidding. And then for kids, for for doing their chores and doing their homework. That's really cool. So, And I there's already gaming platforms right now. There's games that are rewarding you for playing their games. So play to earn games. Is, okay. So, so they give a, so let's say I, I lose another couple pounds and, uh, you reward me with with these coins does that cost you anything and does that give me any physical like can i do anything with that coin yes um so it will cost me something but the goal is for me to launch my project and then the cryptocurrency that my platform will be on is um it's backed by matic and the milk token uh -huh. um shout out to my milk token peeps I don't even know what, what milk is. I, I've, I've so, heard of Matic. So Matic is a cryptocurrency, and there are now currencies being formed within these other bigger currencies. So I am going to create a currency. You can launch a currency if you want for your project. Like mine is going to be for rewarding kids for homework and getting outside and being athletic, things like that. That's big for me is like, go up and hike to the top of this mountain. Ding. You earn your cryptocurrency. And it might be like, you know, five, 10, 25 cents, but it's something that is incentivizing people. You know, people are mon monetarily influenced. Like if there's money involved, they're going to go for it. <laughs> like, right. So, so parents out there, if they want to reward their kids with with this coin, do they pay you 
they like could US come, dollars to buy this coin? Yes. Is it so, like a Chuck E. Cheese token? Exactly. So they could come to me and say, hey, I want your tokens to pay my kids for doing their homework. It's working. Like in my house, I give my kids these plastic tokens and they really enjoy it. It looks like, like it looks like you robbed your kids this morning. I did. I was like, purposes. I need to borrow these to teach people. I'll be back soon, guys. Um, but kids are kids are incentivized. We all are incentivized by something that you can hold in your hand. And the important thing about cri- cryptocurrency is that the really good ones that are going to be developed are backed by gold, and they're going to be backed by other currencies. So you have like um, crypto USD. Mm-hmm. it's backed by U.S. dollars. Which is not a good investment these days. Right now, yeah, the, the value of the dollar keeps decreasing. Um, I feel like talking about this is making me uh, on somebody's watch list. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is value? What holds value? Right, so... That's what we have to learn is like, what is value? The crazy thing is we used to be on the gold standard. So mm-hmm. U.S. dollars were backed by gold in Fort Knox. We got off that many decades ago. So now we just have a fiat currency that's worth something because we say it's yeah. worth something. And cryptocurrency can be backed by the U.S. dollar. I know that. But really, it's also just worth something because we say it is. And so... The interesting of a crypto backed by gold, though, appeals to me. Yes, so you have... Gold um, does have value, but again, just because we say it does. Right, and what are what are the, what are the dip, different applications of utilizing gold? What is it being used for? Physical gold? Yes. Yeah, so that's so the good thing. Physical gold that. can be used for things, right? Yeah, and not just jewelry. Right, jewelry, electronics, fillings. Yeah, all these things... Um, what brings gold value? Like what brings anything value? It's it it it's actually relative. So like I met this woman once and this is kind of random, but she was living uh in Slab City and she was traveling around the world by herself. What does that mean, Slab City? Oh, Slab City is this great place where like if you want to live off the grid and you don't want to deal with government, you just want to have your own economy, just trade and barter and like you know, weed is often the currency that they have. Like, they just live in trailers or like they're homeless, but it's like a, a transient lifestyle. It's like... Is that a general term for Slab City somewhere or is there a specific place like in California? This is near Salton Sea. That's like, a real thing, yeah. Slab City. Yeah, near Salvation Mountain. Wow, that sounds so, neat. Is it safe? Um, Well, so here... <laughs> the story goes. Um, she... She walked around the earth with a pool ball inside a sock. That was her weapon of choice. Wow. So if anybody cool. messed with her, you're a goner. Like, just don't get hit in the temple. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so she at one point was like the wealthiest person in Slab City. She had so much weed. Just stacks and stacks and stacks of weed. Like, she didn't even smoke it. That's why she was so wealthy. Wow. And... There was another point where she had an RV. No, she had a cheeseburger and another guy had an RV. She didn't have a place to live. He was hungry. She needed a place to live. He's like, I'm hungry. She's like, you want to trade this cheeseburger for the RV? And he's like, yeah. Wow. He gave up his home for a meal. 
So that cheeseburger was just as valuable to him as the RV was to her. Now, in this day and age, we have to measure what our values are. We have to assess what is important to us. And if it's not valuable to us, but it could be valuable to somebody else, sell it. Yeah. You know, like really look at what's important in life. You know, what do we have? What are What is an asset? You know, what's a liability? Like trying to understand financial um, wealth, financial literacy. Like I just realized I just acquired a liability and I'm talking about the van that I'm driving because it keeps falling apart and every time I take it down the road, it might cost me something more. Yeah. Instead of maybe I could acquire an asset, buy a Tesla somehow. Because if you buy a Tesla right now, those things are assets and all they do every single day is go up. Yep. If nobody knows this about having a Tesla, if you just bought a Tesla, tomorrow it is worth more than it was yesterday. And that's the power of like understanding what assets are, what's valuable. Like it, it's it's a higher way of thinking. Like I've never thought this way before. But also what is the most valuable thing in this planet? Is it money? Is it time? Is it energy? Is it relationships? I guess it's a little bit of all that stuff. Yeah, and then we have to. You got to find the right ratio. It's like, it's like the macros. The balance. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I feel right now, I don't have money to offer people. I have talents to offer. I have time and energy, you know. But what is what is the vehicle that things can happen for creators right now? It's relating, it's relationships, it's collaboration. Yeah. So I'm. I'm so key on like encouraging people collaborate, 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 you know, don't be a fighter, be, be a negotiator, figure out like how, how, what do I have that, you you know, what do we have that we can work together and build our empires? You know, um, like you've got an amazing studio and I've, I know some people who could utilize the studio. Like it's crazy to think like you have so much value to offer this world just by having the tools that you have. Cool. Well, if, if they you can know? trade me their money for this value, let's go. Oh. Yeah. Hey, money people. <laughs> and then, you know, have a plan. People mm-hmm. want to know if, well, if you want to take my money, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. So you have to be, we have to be ready for a plan and be like, well, I've got this screenplay and this is going there and I've got these people, I got these team. And I think there's a lot of investors out there with money right now and they don't know what to invest in. Yeah. They've pulled it out of the stock markets. Yeah. And there's a lot of rich people right now wondering what to do with their money. What's the next big thing? So what do your so, kids do with these coins that you reward them with? Um, So I give them real, real U.S. dollars. Oh. So they trade them in. And then I give them money, uh-huh. and then they can go buy something. They're little kids. Yeah. So they're five, six, and three. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to teach them about money and how to make money work for them instead yeah. of, like, working for money. Um, I'm reading a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh-huh. Robert Koyosaki. Um, I'm a slow reader, but I'm slowly... 
audiobook for that one. Read along. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not a big audiobook because I have to like have something I see in no, front you, of me. You follow along with it. That's what I do. But okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 Listen and read. I, I have a hard time reading actual stuff because it's just, a, I'll read a paragraph and then I'm like, you know, looking at something else. But if, Same. if, if I hear it, I can I can go, but uh, yeah, I've so got your Rich learning Dad, style Dad. is like you got to hear and see. I have to with with, with books, but uh, that, that's a good one. And he has another uh, another book that I've heard a lot about that I want to uh, maybe delve into, and that's uh, something about like the different uh, types of uh, the cash flow quadrant, something like that. It shows like the different ways to uh, oh, to make money. Yes. Yeah, he's. I I haven't gotten into it that far. I think he's pretty anti crypto, though, isn't he? Um, I don't know just because I, I'm still in yeah. the early chapter, but, um, but, but here's something that, you know, a lot, a lot of these old school economists like him and like Peter Schiff, they know what's worked for them. Right. Yeah. So people like our parents and our grandparents that, uh, went to college when you could work at the corner gas station 20 hours a week and be able to pay for everything yes. for your house, your apartment, your three kids, your, uh, and your college. Now you can't do that. Now, if you want to go to school, you're taking out a loan that's you're going to pay off over the next thirty years. Right. And uh, a a job like that, working full time, wouldn't pay for a, a studio apartment anywhere in the country. Right. There's yeah. You, you 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 really need multiple incomes to be able to make it. It's 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 a different lifestyle than what these old school guys are are looking at. What worked for them doesn't work anymore because things are more expensive compared to your income and you know i think we just got to find new strategies and it sounds like you're you got your finger on the pulse and you're looking at it i am definitely developing a strategy i'm basically um well no literally i'm living back at my mom's right now because inflation has robbed all of us young people of being able to live you know reasonably in a house yeah. Or or an apartment of some kind. It's like really insane. Like even my most wealthiest cousin who has a really awesome job as like a supervisor in a union con, you know, union construction company mm-hmm. was having a very very hard time finding a condo for like many many months. Yeah. Like Cause they're we're talking really he expensive. had a good income. Yeah. Like and and I'm like yeah, and then I'm, you know, I'm going 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 through some stuff, getting my life back together. But again, trying to find that strategy and use what's up here. That's, that's what Robert says is like, use what's between your ears. You have the power to figure this out. Yeah. And that's by being paid nothing. You know, he tells the kids like, I'm not paying you anything. Go and figure this out. You're going to figure out how to get rich. And so I'm like, okay, here I go. So yeah. Website's coming. It's slowly coming along, but you know, being here is like definitely uh, helping the process for people to understand what it is that I'm doing, so I can talk about it on a platform that's like, you know, you're giving me some some clout. Nice. All right. Well, <laughs> what, what, what's your website? Is it your name? Um, it's emeraldphoenix.com. I'm in the process of buying the emerald like all the way spelled out but the one that's in process is emerald e-m-r-l-d-p-h-n-y-x wow kind of like encrypted yeah style that's cool emerald phoenix yeah but, yeah but get, get the fully spelled no. out one too to emeraldphoenix.com yeah yeah so 
Cool. Oh. Now, uh, also, I knew you before you were Emerald Phoenix. Oh. Where where this name come yeah. from? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was kind of like it came to me from, like, it was like a dream almost. Uh-huh. I just get in these zones. It's like prayer, meditative state, and it's like some sometimes I'm like God gives me these words, and then it was like Emerald. It was just like this green glowing emerald and i was like i'll roll with it and then on another day i was you know kind of in one of the same modes like just creating and praying it's kind of all together and uh phoenix just the image of a phoenix like what is a phoenix it's it's this bird that's born in the fire and and out of out of hardship through the pain up from the ashes, grow the roses of success. You know, mm-hmm. that's a line from um, uh, I, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, I didn't get the reference. Um, I've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, but it's uh, I've heard of it. I know the I know the song. Grow the roses, grow the roses, grow the roses of success. Oh yes, and um, who, so who sang that? Mr. Potts. Mr. Potts, okay. <laughs> well, it's 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 Grandpa. Grandpa's an inventor, and and Mr. Potts is the car inventor. He makes the car fly, and yeah, he's okay. before his time, and um, yeah. So just that that concept of like, you know, the ashes burn. Actually, there's there's a beautiful chemistry in ashes. If you throw ashes in the garden, the um the pH level changes and the roses are more vibrant for real huh yeah oh true story my grandfather passed away when i was like 10 years old and they're going to take his ashes and spread them in the ocean and grandma says one day you know i never got around to putting his ashes in the ocean so i put him out there and i was like what she's like yeah grandpa's in the garden it's like oh (laughs) Grandpa's in the garden. So now I can't, I can't remember, but I think it was my sister. She just, somebody yells, there's a dead guy in Grandma's garden. <laughs> That's not how she, he wants to be remembered, but uh, I've been help but, the garden grow. No, she has the most beautiful roses. And my grandma's home is filled with art. It's, it's where I learned all, all about art was through my family. So it's their fault. That I'm an artist. That's great. I well, blame them. I'm glad that that happened. Me too. Yeah, it's been really, really good to be on your show. Yeah. I'm, we talked about a lot. We did cover a lot. Did we go around the world? Pretty much. Because it, it was very cold and then it got very hot. So Yeah, well, I turned off the air. Arctic to desert. Cool. Well, thank you so <laughs> much to Emerald Phoenix for joining me on this podcast today. It's been and a pleasure. We covered so many things from bodybuilding, mental health. Uh, spirituality, blockchains and <laughs> cryptocurrencies and NFTs yes. and I don't know what the heck. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, we really did go all over the place and I, I thank you for taking the time to come out here and, and talk Oh, to you're welcome. I thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you guys all for tuning in. If you've made it this far, this is the Exploring Podcast. I'm Corin Young. Podcast is found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like it, share it with a friend and uh, leave it a review.